welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, and I really love this venue because we get to hear about the things that matter the most to us, flexibility, careers, and people, our life beyond numbers. Inclusion and diversity is an important focus area for DHG. We believe that everyone should be able to bring their very best self to work, regardless of what that best self might look like. So as we celebrate Pride Month, I thought it'd be interesting to talk with one of our partners who serves on DHG's Inclusion and Diversity Council. Lori Cothran is a partner in our Richmond, Virginia office, and she's been very, very supportive of all of our IND efforts, and I'm super excited to have this conversation with her today. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Alice Gray. I appreciate it. Okay, so let's just start by talking about our IND Council. It's fairly new to DHG. Our focus on IND is not new, but we shifted gears on how we approach things, formed an IND Council, I think, about a year ago. What exactly does this council do? So what we try to do is provide some strategic direction to the firm that will help us foster a workplace where everyone can be his or her true self without regard to any differences that we may have. So what we do is develop a strategic plan that can help us implement that and look at the best programs to do that. Some of the things that you can look forward to are some implicit bias training, Mm -hmm. some common interest groups. Um, In fact, we already have one up and running in our Atlanta office. And then we also try to look at do we have practices in our recruiting um, that allow us to attract diverse talent. So we kind of have a lot of different strategic plans that we're working on currently. That's great. And I think it's interesting, our focus on implicit bias, because I'd never even heard this term as of like three years ago when we started talking about it, unconscious bias, what some people refer to it as. And now that seems to be common vocabulary. I believe even Starbucks just had a training for everyone. That's exactly right. And it's something I can tell you about two years ago, I never heard of it either, but it's really come to the forefront. And I think it's important, especially because people now get so much information from things like Facebook and social media where there's there's not a chance to have dialogue. And so sometimes the words that people use can have unconscious meaning to them. So it's important that we kind of consider that both in written and verbal uh, communications. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I look forward to learning more about how we're going to approach this and focus on it. It's an area that I think we all can learn from. And, you know, quite frankly, everyone's guilty of that in some way, shape, or form. We were laughing on a call earlier today. Somebody's talking about they had an unconscious bias for Chunky Monkey ice cream. That's exactly right. Okay, so you've been involved with Diversity Richmond, and I believe that we even had a group of interns who volunteered with this organization. Can you tell me about this organization and how they are making an impact on diversity and inclusion in your community? organization. It's a basically a community organization that provides resources, again, primarily to the LGBT community. If a teen gets kicked out of their home because they've come out to their parents, they can go 
to Diversity Richmond and find resources available to them. And broader than that, they also work with the low-income community around Richmond. They have a thrift shop there that helps sustain their operations, but they also do things like right before the school year starts. If you're from a low-income family, you can bring a grocery bag and fill it with clothes. You know, thinking about young kids going to school, they might not have anything to wear, um, anything new to wear. So it gives them an opportunity to kind of freshen up their wardrobe, maybe so they don't get picked on at school, that kind of thing. So it's a good organization. They do a lot of good things here locally. And I was fortunate enough to be on their board of directors for a number of years. So when we had our interns were looking for a community project, I connected them with the Diversity Richmond And our interns went out and they actually uh, painted the thrift shop and they also helped bag some clothes and things like that. So I think it was a very good experience for them. We even had one of those interns do a blog for us and I loved what she said. She said, you know, DHG doesn't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. And I thought that that was just, you know, that just made my heart sing as somebody who definitely is the biggest cheerleader here you know, to hear somebody else say such things just made my heart glow. You know, and what was interesting was the president of the organization did in his newsletter, he actually included a reference to us in his cover letter for that month's newsletter. And we had a lawyer who's a very good referral source for us here in Richmond reach out and thank us for doing that. And he was very appreciative of our support of that community. And it really, it made an impact beyond just the interns. So that was something very positive to see. Oh, that's super. So, you know, you mentioned clients. Having diverse teams has become a business imperative. Have you encountered in your day-to-day interactions an example of how this has made a significant difference in how we were able to work as a team because of the diversity that we had on the team? You know, I was thinking about that, and I think it's hard to come up with one example because I think it's it's almost on a daily basis that you see that. The easiest one is the male-female dynamic, and certainly, you know, tend to interact a little bit differently and with different clients, just different personalities. It doesn't even have to be a male-female thing. They interact better. You know, they work yep. together better. So having that right mix, I'm an assurance partner on the audit teams, is important. So to be able to have different personalities, to have different traits that can make people relate to one another is very important. I totally agree. And one of the things that we're going to be doing in the next year is looking at our own DISC profiles and seeing the differences and how we all bring these different and unique attributes to the team. So having people not just look different, but how they think different on a team is truly critical today. You know, it was interesting. I'm a board member at Lewis Skinner Botanical Garden here in Richmond, and we're planning a new event space. And we were looking at the plans for it. And they were talking about a bridal uh, suite, you know, where they change and get ready for the ceremony. And I said, well, one of the things that we've in the last few years done is focus on same-sex weddings. And if that's the case, then should we have two bridal suites? Oh, wow. Yes. And, and the uh, executive director, who's a friend of mine, he just looked at me and he said, that's why I like to have you here. <laughs> that's exactly so, right. You know, I mean, not many people would have thought of that. It's always good to have somebody that can offer a different perspective. Absolutely. So when we think about different backgrounds, why do you think that it's critical for us at DHG to recognize and celebrate our diverse backgrounds? At one of our very first IND meetings, 
we had a picture and it was an iceberg and it had different types of diversity on it and there were some things that were the iceberg were above the water and they were the more visible things that you think about when you think of diversity whether it was race is primarily one that comes or sex that kind of thing but then there were the things that were below the line whether it was your religion or if you have a military background that type of thing and I think that's always resonated with me is that diagram because you never know the person across from you where they could be on that spectrum and I think the opportunity for us to recognize and celebrate them is important so that for some, especially some of those less visible ones people know we accept you the way that you are and we're here to help you in any way that we can. Absolutely. So, okay, before we conclude our call, I always love to ask our leaders for a little advice. Most of our audience are DHG team members as well as college students and prospective uh, experienced hire people. So what is a key piece of advice that you might give an intern? We have a new intern class coming in or a new college grad. It's okay to not know everything. (laughs) I think uh, when I started 25 years ago, I can remember going home and feeling like I was not qualified for this job. And I think that after 25 years, I realized I can't know everything and I'm not going to know everything. And so that's the part I love about this job is that I learn every day. And once you embrace that and know that it's not that you don't know something, you have the capacity to learn it. You just need to make sure that you ask the right questions and you take every opportunity you can, you'll succeed. That is super advice. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, thank you so much for joining us. All right. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. DHG.